Blog Talk Radio. Gracious and a glorious hello and good afternoon, morning, evening, whatever is going on in your sphere of the universe at this current time that you are hearing my voice. Welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette Jane, and as always, it is an, indeed a and a true, true honor and a blessing to join with you in the airwaves on today. I thank and praise God that, you know, we don't normally um, date our show and and let you know when it's being recorded. But for today's show, because it is a a special show, today is Mother's Day. And so that is what our show is going to focus on today is the realities of motherhood, which is um, definitely, definitely um, quite a, a topic that I'm sure of discussion going on today all over the place where everybody is celebrating their mothers. I wanted, I really was trying to find um, the song. Well, there was two songs. There was one by the intruder, I'll Always Love My Mama. And the other one was the... um, was it Boys and Men, the mama song, and I was trying to find those to play for you um, today because it just seemed like, you know, everybody is listening to those songs on today. But um, I was not able to download them and get them into um, my audio clip for today. So I am going to attempt to see if this works, if I can play it. Um, and you hear it, maybe, maybe not. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> no issues. Anyway, so to all the beautiful, beautiful mothers out there, um, happy Mother's Day. Love you. Understand um, everything that you do that may go um, unappreciated. <laughs> that, you know, people that just think that, you're just being you or you're expected to um, to do what you do, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for doing what you do because I understand um, that it, it sometimes can be a challenge. Sometimes it can be an absolute challenge. Hold on for me. One second, please, please, please. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. 
sorry. My bad. That's what happens when you do live, huh? <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So um a lot of times we don't we don't get the appreciation that we think we should as being mothers and what have you. I am a mother, um, a mother, a grandmother, even a great grandmother, and I understand all that goes into it. But I, when I said I wanted to talk about the realities of motherhood, I want to talk about the fact that it is not always an easy journey that we embark on. Um, it is not always as I was just saying, something that, you know, is appreciated that we do. But for those of us that have embraced motherhood from various different standpoints, um, we understand and recognize that it is something that we have been called to do. Whether we accept the call or not is a whole different topic of discussion. But for those of us that accept the call, of being a mother, it is more than a notion. And a lot of times, you know, on Mother's Day, you get shows that just give all the fluff and the good things and the accolades. But I kind of want to talk about some of the difficult moments of motherhood, which is why we entitled the show The Reality of Motherhood. And my beautiful and phenomenal co-host has joined me on the line today, and, and she can definitely relate to what I'm saying about the the child's trials, tribulations, and challenges of motherhood. How are you today? First and foremost, my love, happy Mother's Day um, to you, sweetheart, and um, God bless you. How are you? Happy Mother's Day, beautiful. I mean that with all respect and everything to you because I love you. I've grown with you, around you, not around you, and I know that you're a woman of God and truly you're worthy of humbling my spirit up under. It is a wonderful day today. It's rainy today. It's been kind of overcasty, but it's beautiful. And mm-hmm. the reality of being a mother is not by how many flowers you get, diamond rings, bracelets, necklaces. You know that two-year-old baby can't afford that $1,500 <laughs> tennis bracelet. And you may don't dang well that eight-year-old can't afford that $600 Dooney and Burt, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, we put the pressure on the husbands and they do the same when Father's Day come around, but that's another show, mm-hmm. another day. <laughs> but we have to, I had to tell my husband today and not, not my husband, actually myself, my husband, man inside, I'm a mother every day. Mm-hmm. And the reality is good, bad, indifferent, ugly. Mm-hmm. Want to scream, cry. I'm going to put it out there like that. Mom blocked me on her phone. And I thought, thank you, Jesus. That means that's less money I have to <laughs> <laughs> I have to send. I don't mean no harm anything, but <laughs> it's sad, but you deal with it. And you learn mm-hmm. to be okay with it. And you keep praying and you keep striving and you keep on the battlefield because the reality of being a mother, that's a part of it sometimes. Some mm-hmm. good, some bad, indifferent. And again, thank you. If you know what, um, this is, and I'm not sure if you heard me at the beginning of the show, but this is kind of what I wanted to talk about today um, the realities of motherhood because. Being a mother is not an easy trail. It's, it's, it is the Lord in heaven knows it is not an easy task. 
Um, if you got caught up and you lived in the 50s and 60s and got caught up with June Cleaver and Leave it to Beaver and thought that every day was, you know, you walked around with your little high heels on and your apron on with your hair fixed and dinner was always on the table and the kids were always good and all of that. If that was your perception of what motherhood was going to be, um, I can only say I know you were in for a rude awakening <laughs> when the realities of what this thing is really all about hit you. Kind of like the reality of marriage. You know, everybody wants this fairy tale wedding and all of these things. And then when you wake up in the morning, you know, the fairy tale is over. Um, and reality hits you. And that's, you know, I, here's my heart. Here's my heart. And this is really what I want to do today, Tam. And, and I know you, I really needed you to be on the show today. I really, really did because you have seen motherhood from so many different angles, as have I. Um, and because of that, we recognize and understand and can have empathy for mothers out there that their lives are not perfect. And I wanted today's show to be a show of encouragement to those of you that are out there that you don't have perfect children or you didn't have the perfect mother or you did not, you know, you, there were, you did not come up um, in an era, or, or let me put it this way, in your reality, not even in an era, but in the reality of your life, you, you may have been a single parent. You know, your, your children may have been in and out of trouble growing up, or like mine, wait till they get grown and almost 50 to decide to lose their mind. It's just like, you know, there are so many variables to motherhood. And I look at people and I think sometimes that, you know, you see the children, especially with church people, right? You see the people when they come in and the children are so way well behaved and they're dressed to the nines and mommy and daddy are sitting there and they look like a perfect family and children don't dare move a, a inch because they're in church and mommy and daddy are sitting there like they are the most lovingest people in the world. And then the reality of life sets in when they walk out those doors and into the door of their home where all bets are off. Okay. Children are a little terrorist. Mommy and daddy are at each other's throat and all hell is breaking loose within those, the confound of compound of your home. Okay. But when you walk out the door, you have that smile on your face and you look like you are the perfect family. And a lot of times I think um, some of us that have struggled in motherhood, some of us that have been, my, I was a single mom. I tell people I was always a single mom, to be really honest with you, but I did not get married. Let me put it this way. I did not get married to my children were, were teenagers and actually well into their teens, like 16, 17 years old. Um, and even at that point, I, I got married, but my husband didn't have a clue on what it meant to be a father. So I was still a single mother, basically. And that's just the reality of it. You know, my children are now 46 and 47 years old. I thank and praise God that I am still here to see them, that, you know, I, I God intervened and helped 
to rear them because I, I definitely can't take the credit. <laughs> this was really God because, you know, I grew up with my children. I had, as I've shared before on the show, I had my first child at 14, my second child eight days after I turned 16 and, and embraced motherhood. I was not one of those teenage moms that just dropped the kids off at mother and kept going. No, I embraced motherhood. So therefore I was working, going to school and taking care of children. It was definitely not an easy path. And then in my early 20s, then I kind of lost my mind for a little while because I didn't, I never got the chance to enjoy my teenage years. So then all of a sudden now, you know, my kids are in school. And so I decided I want to take up drugs. <laughs> this was like, why? Okay. But I did that. But I had good kids. And I was so grateful. I had good kids. My children really did not give me issues when they were growing up. We, you know, we struggled together. We walked through everything together. It was, it was really a gift from God, you know, and I'm so grateful to that. And we had a bond that was just literally unbreakable. I was very, very blessed in that area. Fast forward to last year, my son at 47 years old decides to lose his mind dealing with drugs and all other kind of madness out there right now today on Mother's Day. He's sitting in a jail someplace. Okay. I, it's like, it's mind boggling to know that no matter at what stage of life you are and you're going through with things with your children, you know, reality is reality and, and motherhood never stops. So you have to pick and choose. It's like, okay, so how do I handle this? We always need the spirit of the living God to guide us through every step of motherhood. So we got to understand that, you know, while you sit back and you look at other people's lives and you think that, that their lives are so perfect and yours is in such upheaval, maybe you're going through with disrespective children. Maybe you're going through with rejection from your children. You know, like Tanya just said, her daughter blocked her. Okay. You know, at the core of everything, the place that we have got to get as mothers is to recognize and understand we were chosen for a task. And sometimes we don't recognize and understand the task at hand. We were chosen to incubate, carry a life that God gave us. It wasn't because we laid with a man, but a, a life that God chose you to birth forth in this earth realm and to steward over. We sometimes get so caught up as mothers in that, that protective role that we play. And, and trust me, I was that I was that line that's where my children were concerned. Still am very protective of my children, even though they're grown people with children of their own. And my daughter got grandkids now, but, you know, very protective. But at the same time, if we can get to a place that we recognize and understand before that child was placed in our womb for us to nurture, to steward over, to birth forth into this earth realm, that child was first in the heart and the mind of God. And that child belongs to him. And if we can get to a place that we recognize that and we can take that to God, we can say, Daddy, this is your baby. Okay, you see what's going on. And I can't fix it. We as mothers try to fix everything. And in a little child's eye, we can. We can fix 
everything. That child falls, get a bruise. What? Who's the first person they go to? They go to their mommy. And and as I don't know about you guys, but growing up, it was like if mommy could kiss it and make it better, the world was straight all over again. It didn't matter. It didn't matter how serious it was. If you could get to mommy and mommy could kiss it and make it better, all was right in the world. All was right in the world. But then there gets a point in the time where mommy can't kiss it and make it better. Mommy can't step in and protect. Mommy can't care for. Mommy can't do for. And when we get to those places in life, as mothers, we have panic attacks. As mothers, we get fretful and we lose our footing and our way because we think our existence is wrapped up and tied up in how we care for that child. Now, granted, if you have been called to parenthood, if you've been called to be a mother, be it biologically, spiritually, as an aunt, big sister, mentor, teacher, if you have been called to impact the lives of our youth, then that is a deep-seated calling, but it is not something that you can do on your own. It has to be done through the grace of God. We've got to understand that or else we will completely lose our minds, totally, totally. So, Tanya, I would like for you because you have walked through so many different areas. You've got through three beautiful girls, beautiful girls. But you've walked through various different stages of their lives. You know, you've got a grown girls, you've got teenage girls, and you've had to combat with different elements in your relationship with each one of them in a different manner. So I would like for you just to share Um, You can share your testimony in it, but more importantly, share how you have come to a place in life where you're not losing your mind over your relationship with your child and at the same time have lost none of the love that you have for your child. Well, first, let me say this. With all three of them, three different parts of my life, three different generations, and that's what I told my, my oldest daughter the other day on the phone. You guys are all me, different parts of my life. Mm. Um, yes, I have lost my mind um, on each and every last one of them. And then at the same time, I've cried out to God <clears throat> and realized that, you know, it is what it is and you have to let it be. I thank God for today and this moment and this point in time for the wisdom and knowledge and understanding of his word and speaking to me. And loving me, knock and the door shall be open. Seek and you shall find. Ask and it shall be given unto you. I had to cry out on many, many different occasions for my oldest daughter because um, um, that was my only baby for almost 12 years, you guys. So she wanted to go live with her dad. I remember falling apart thinking that would be the end of me. I was pregnant with my second daughter. But her dad told her, you want to come live with me because your mom don't have time. She ain't going to have time for you and that new baby. She wanted to go live with her dad. I didn't really know what it was like to really be a mother. I thought I did. She, Everybody loved her. She was a beautiful child. She was so smart. She was so just an awesome spirit. Everything that um, I, I didn't feel like I was. And before I knew it, she was out of the clutches and the embraces of me. And when we really caught up again, 
It was pure anger, pure um, hate, pure disappointment, a lot of things. My middle daughter, I lost her at the age of eight. If you recall, Corlette, I was living with Elder. I was living mm-hmm. with my sister at one point when I was pregnant with my third child. And mm-hmm. my middle child was eight and a half. And I came back home. I was not in a very good relationship, very toxic with my baby daughter's father. And uh, I had my daughter, which I couldn't really see the blessing that she was to me at the time because I was so messed up and messed out. And trying to understand this relationship, it started off beautiful and wonderful, I thought, and then the devil showed his fangs and seemed to see my whole world turn upside down, my credit, who I was, my character, who I was, my my relationship, my my everything was empty. My pot was empty. And uh, her dad called me on the phone and said, you have less than 12 hours to turn it over. If you don't, it's kidnapping because I was so messed up in my head. I didn't want her to see me go through and, and have her in that surrounding that environment. I knew he couldn't take my baby daughter, too, because I wasn't his child. And I relinquished her over. I had not seen her one day since, you guys. And she is 24 years old. Um, she, last time I seen her, please forgive me, I was at my grandmother's wake, uh, my grandmother's repast. It was at my brother's house. She came by for about an hour or so. She looks identically like me, and she does not like me. Okay, so my baby daughter, um, love her, very self-centered. Um, when you say baby, can you say baby? Um, really had not gone through anything, I thought, until her. And it was so much. Wow, I can't even, you guys know, who hasn't, don't know, well, you'll be shared a story another time. It's so much, we won't have enough show time. But right now, she's not speaking to me because what I realize in life as a mother is this, I love you. And I am like the apostle, I'm not, not the apostle, please forgive me. I'm like the prophet at the gate of beautiful with all my girls. And I don't have any money to give. But this I do have to you is a prayer. And to let you know that what I've gone through in my life, trust me, I can only I can share so much with you to change your whole world around. But what I realize as a mother is as well. I was talking to my son today. I have a son. I didn't have him per se, but he's my baby. And I thank God I walked into that blessing. And he called me, my only child, to wish me a happy Mother's Day out of all my girls, and I had to say to him, this is not what I wanted for my children. I wanted so much more. I had to ask my oldest daughter the other day, what was your expectations of me as a mother? What did you want out of me? What made you so angry with me? What made you not like me? And we had a deep conversation for four hours on the phone, and we go through that. But what I had to tell everybody out there, through the good, the bad, and the ugly, I truly believe a real mother, you never lose love for your children. I heard my godmother, Mother Atkinson, say that at one point. And I remember my godbrother was on crack really bad. And I remember, man, he used to curse her out. She would call, I would call her, and she would just be worn out crying. And I remember she would let him in, and everybody couldn't understand why. And she would tell us all the same thing. Until you become a mother, you can never answer that question. Now I'm one. And... My daughter's out there, my baby, 
my other one, I don't really, I don't know what's really going on with any of their lives. I have three beautiful grandchildren I've seen pictures of, but that's been so long now. And trust me, when you see other people with it, and you you know you have and you don't see it, I had to grab control over my mind. I wanted to lose it because that's what I always figured in my heart, that I was supposed to have family and my girls and my loved ones and the people around you loving. Don't get caught up with that. I want to thank God for every moment that he has given me now, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. And I believe and I trust in my heart that he's going to bring that thing to pass. My family will come back. My girls will come back. I will have a relationship with them. We will be able to smile. We will be able to cry. We will be able to love again. Just right now, it is what it is, but he brings me others in my pathway to love, others in my pathway to minister to, others that respect me and call me auntie. So I'm so grateful for all of it, sis. And there's nobody but but God. So how did you gain the peace that you currently have through all the, the turbulence that you have gone through with your children? Practice makes perfect. You have to get up in the morning. You have to say within yourself, I'm not telling you guys. I just sat on the bed earlier today when I got up this morning and cried. I can't tell you because it was spiritual warfare was going on in my spirit. Because the enemy wanted me to tear me up today and say, it's Mother's Day, but you ain't heard anything from your children. It's mm-hmm. Mother's Day. Are you a mother? It's Mother's Day. You're supposed to be a grandmother. It's Mother's Day. You all the way here in this state, and they all the way in another state. But you know what? I had to rise up above and say, Lord, I love you. And Mm -hmm. I am making up in my mind today that I'm not going to waste any of my time worried about tomorrow. But I want to give you praise and thank you for today. It's an everyday battle. It's Hmm. every day you wake up and open up your eyes. Stuff is going to hit you. Things are going to go wrong. I go to work sometimes and I can just shut my eyes and cry and click my heels three times and wish that I was home. But I'm telling you something, practice makes perfect. Because I know what it's like to cry. I know what it's like to be depressed. I know what it's like to want to kill myself. I know what it's like to be angry. I know what it's like to start pulling on my hair. I know what it's like to shut myself in the closet. I know what all that is like. Nobody can bring shame on me when it comes to that. That's who I was. But I realize that I serve a God that's mighty. And I'm learning now, please people, hear me again. The battle is in your head. It's what you choose. You can win the battle if you choose. No, it's not easy. No, it's not. I'm not telling you that every day is peaches and roses. Hmm. I'm just telling you now because I realize something, sis. I'm speaking things though I want them to be, not what they Hmm. look like. Because if I go what it looks like right now, you guys, I wouldn't even be on a show today. I would be balled up in depression. Hmm. But what I realized today is raining, those overcast. No, ask me. Did it, you, we don't celebrate Mother's Day like that in my house. 
My husband, we went to the store and I got what I wanted. There was a time something like that would happen, I would have fell apart. Hmm. Because what I thought, what I always seen, what I always believed was Mother's Day was the candy, the chocolates, the roses, the clothes, the this, to go to dinner, to go out, to go do this, to go do that. And that's mm-hmm. what I thought it was all about. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Any of my girls can call me right now. And I will welcome them with open arms and be on the phone like and nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you what I told my baby girl and anybody else what I will not do. I'm not going to keep living in the past. You ain't going to keep joy whooping me with that old whoop. There you go. That old whip. And um, if this is the way you want to live your life, you know what I told my son? You think I'm going to keep asking you over and over again this and this and that. Yeah, I am because I love you. But what I really realize is if you like this job that you own, son, it must suffice your income or where you want to be in your life. I have nothing to do with that. See, we have to realize that we, it's a certain position you have to take as a parent and know when to step aside. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy mm-hmm. task to do it all. Mm-mm. But one thing I realized, see, my daughter, my oldest daughter is more hurt and disappointed because I bet she wished that I was at home right now. My middle daughter, uh, she can, she cares. There ain't no way she can wake up every morning and look in the mirror and don't see me. And my oldest daughter, know what I told her? Man, what I'm grateful of? Because you're an awesome mom to three kids. So I must have really pissed you off so bad that it made you want to be a better mom. So I thank you, Jesus. I did my part. Mm. Mm. I'm not angry. And when my my baby daughter told me she don't like me and she blocked me, you know what my spirit told me? It's time for you to get your stuff together. God blocked it. He didn't let me fall. Mm. So I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep trusting. I'm going to keep believing. I'm not going to tell you. I don't know what I'm going to feel like tomorrow. I'm just telling you what I feel like today. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Concentrate, people. Mm-hmm. And I shall be glad and rejoice in it. Concentrate, people. Mm-hmm. This is what it's really all about, not the rhetoric. Don't get caught up in the mundane. An enemy is coming to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. If you had a baby, I'm not telling you, I have never abused any of my children. I've never done what, what people say, leave them in the house. I wasn't a crack mama. And if I if I did I'd do smack a haul or do whatever the case would be, my kids were still provided for and I still fed them and took care of them, regardless of the fact. And know what I had to tell my daughter on the phone? Ask people. I was on Section 8. I had, I had to have me a little low-income housing, but guess what? It was the baddest one in place. We didn't drive a brand-new car, but I kept it clean. Ask them. Because I, I did what I had to do, what I felt like mm-hmm. as a mother. Mm-hmm. So guess what? If they ain't proud of me, I'm proud of myself. Because <laughs> I did have three beautiful daughters and an awesome son. And you know what I told my son today? I spoke life over you, and I will continue to speak life over you. Mm-hmm. Understand, I've only wanted good. For your life. Your kids going to do what they want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. You don't know. My oh, my baby daughter, you guys, are supposed to be graduating this, next month. Uh, this month, I'm supposed to be going to a graduation. Class ring, the prom, everything. She chose not to go anymore. That's difficult. But guess what I realized? I thank God. I choose to be happy today. Because today, again, he gave me another day to live. So hopefully he'll give me another chance tomorrow to get it right and maybe bring the relationship together. And if it doesn't happen tomorrow, maybe the next day. 
if he allow it. But today, I'm going to do what makes me happy today. And I love you guys, and I pray you guys got something out of it. Amen. It is an incredible thing when you can get to the other side of there to at least part of the story. Now, your complete story will not be completed until you see your girls come full circle, which I stand in agreement and believe that you will see each and every one of them do that because that's the God that we serve. He is a God of miracles. Um, He is the God of the turnaround, and he's the God of revelation. He will reveal. um, I happen to know all three of your children, and I happen to know that it will take God to reveal your heart to them. In every in every stop, every every situation, each one of your children, they were many years apart, you know, they each were born in a specific and different time in your life. And their relationship with you were completely different. But there is one thing that goes through all three of them, and that's the revelation and the realization of the love that you have for each and every one of them. I believe God to be the God of revelation. And there will come a day when God will reveal to them who you are. And at that point in time, things in the situation with your relationship with them will change. I can speak on that because God had to reveal to me at one point in time about my mother. Now, my mother and I, it's when they say it's complicated, it's complicated, <laughs> but at the same time, it was like i I think we both played pivotal parts in the um estrangement of our relationship before God brought it back together. My mom was just this hard hard core individual, very strong um not emotional type person. She wasn't your typical emotional woman. That was not her makeup. Very, very strong. But she got there because of what life had dealt with her. So as most mother-daughters have, you know, that wonderful, mushy, you know, bond, and we can talk about everything, and, you know, moms and daughters are, quote, unquote, supposed to be best friends and all of those things. I have that with my daughter. I didn't have that with my mother. We had a totally different relationship, and it, it not not to fault her because of what she had lived through in life. I come along in my parents' lives very late in life. You know, my mom was forty six, and my dad was fifty when they adopted me. So, you know, I, I was that person that came late into their lives. And when you recognize the era in which they grew up in, my, my father was born in 1909. My mom was born in 1913. So they were products of all the, the hell that Black people had to encounter, um, plus the Depression, plus ost- being ostracized and segregated, plus you know, my mom was a very fair woman, so she was was shunned by her own people as well as the white people because she didn't really fit because of her complexion. You know, all these different things, and, and that helped to shape her to be that strong, 
um, woman that she was and not that, that mushy person. She also grew up in an abusive home watching her, her, her father abuse her mother. Um, so that built up her strength as well because she made up in her mind, you know what I'm saying. In fact, she attacked, she attacked her own father at like 14 years old with a rolling pin. The story is really kind of comical. But, you know, it's sad. It's sad, but comical a lot at the same time. But, you know, she she grew up in an era of hard knocks. Um, my, my dad passed when I was seven. Now, I was a daddy's baby. So when my father passed, you know, it was like I, at seven years old, unbeknownst to myself, because I didn't even know I was doing it, but I made an inner vow to myself that no one would ever take my father's place because my father was my world. He was my heart. He was that one that was warm and fuzzy and, you know, and, and, and had had to a degree a nurturing spirit where I was concerned. He made sure I was taken care of. He made sure I had laughter in my life. He made sure, you know, that he did special things for me. And when I lost that and I made up in my mind, no one could ever take my father's place. Well, that locked my mother out of my heart, even though I loved her, but I never developed that bond with her. And because of her life and where she had come from, she didn't develop that kind of a bond with me either. So we didn't have that mother-daughter bond that a lot of people have. Like we didn't have what me and my child have. Um, and, and that's why I say it came from both sides. But here's the thing, though. In the midst of all of that, in the midst of during my, my teenage years, we were at it. We were really at each other all over a, a man because, yeah, I was determined you're not going to tell me who can and cannot be in my life. And she was determined she saw something there that she didn't want to save me from. But I was not wanting to be saved. <laughs> so that calls for a major clash. But I had to get to a place where God had to open my eyes. And he brought this, I may have shared this last week, I don't know, but he brought this back to my remembrance Friday a week ago of how I used to go to the cemetery and sit on my father's grave and and just cry as a teenager. And just like literally crocodile tears going, how could you leave me here with her? How could you do this to me? And God had to, at some point in time, reveal unto me excuse me, who's been here with you? Because your dad died. He was gone at seven. Now, you had a child at 14. You had another child at 16. You had drugs in 20. You know what I'm saying? Who who walked through this with you? Because it wasn't your father. It was that same person that you thought you had to shut out of your heart because you couldn't let her take his place. This is the person who walked with you through your darkest hour. And guess what? yet loved you through, never abandoned you. She kicked you out a couple of times, but hey, <laughs> you know, again, we were, we were at it, <laughs> but never, never abandoned me. Even in that, never abandoned me. And I never felt unloved by her. It, now, how weird is that? Okay. In the midst of all of our trauma and our going at one another, I can honestly say I never felt unloved by her, even though she never told me that she loved me except for once in my life. And that was at my lowest point, And she told me to make a point that she loved me. 
So when we talk about the realities of motherhood, we again, this is not Leave it to Beaver. This is not June Cleaver. This is not, you know, um, the mother that that gets it all right. I didn't get it all right with my children. I, I made mistakes. I was like I said, I was a young mother. You know, I made mistakes. I didn't do it all correctly. You know, my mom didn't do it all correctly for me either. But she did the best she could with what she had to work with. I can say I did the best I could with what I was working with. Now, I made some bad choices and decisions. So that may, may, may have made it not the best that I should have done. But be that as it may, that string of love, this is where I'm going. Because like I said, like I started this little dissertation off with Tanya, your children, all three of them, the one constant, the one consistent thing in your relationship with them is the fact your love never left. Your love never changed. No matter how angry, how upset, how hurt you may have been with what you encountered from them, with them, and even maybe have said to them, that love that you have for them never changed. The love that my mother had for me never, ever changed, no matter how we went at it. I always knew, this was the crazy part, I always knew that she loved me. She gave me an ultimatum on my 18th birthday that if I married the individual that I was with, that I could forget she ever existed. Think about this, people. I left home to be with this individual. My mama told me that two months later. No, it was in November, so October is my birthday. In November, one month later, this individual came home and said, get your coat, we're going to go get married. And I sat there and talked to him for two hours, talking him out of what I wanted worse than anything in this life at that point in time, without ever telling him why I couldn't go do it. See, in my mind, I was doing some crazy stuff, but I wasn't stuck on stupid. <laughs> no matter what else was going on, my mama said, I can forget she ever exists. Now, wait a minute, like, like you know. I'm a bit, I'm still going to walk in my stubbornness. I still want this individual, but I ain't crazy, <laughs> okay? I'm not crazy. Forget you exist. No, you're that one constant that has always been in my life. That one constant. No matter how angry you got at me, no matter what you said to me, you were still that one constant. So, mothers, I'm saying this to you to recognize and understand no matter what it is that you, the relationship you have with your children, be it good, bad, indifferent, maybe they love your socks off, and then maybe you're walking in something right now where you and your child is estranged. Know this, that that one constant that will always be there is your love for that child. I don't care how old or how young that child is. You know where that comes from? That's the thing that God instilled in you when he placed that call on you to carry that child in your womb, and that is the love of God. Don't don't question it. Don't get angry with it. Embrace it. And know that that is what will see your child through whatever situation they're going through right now. Like I said at the beginning of the show, mine right now sitting in jail. I'm like, you waited till you got almost 50 to lose your mind. Are you serious? However, as I told him, very disappointed in the choices that you've made, but I will never give up on you. 
you can't live in my house right now until you can, can get that psyche together, you know, get some decent help because you're doing some things and I don't want to hurt you, even though I love you. Don't want to hurt you because I'm about there. Okay. I mean, I'm being honest. I'm transparent. But what I will never do, I will make hard choices and decisions as your mother, because if I don't, I will continue to enable you to do what you're doing, and that is not helping you. And so I'm not going to do that. It's like you said, Tam, when mother, you know, mother had to get to a place, she had to lock that door and not let homeboy in, you know, and all of us was ready to go find him and beat him, okay? She still had that love. She had to make hard choices. She had to show tough love, but that love was there. So I want to encourage the mothers, continue to love. That's what you have to do in this, this, that midst of the hard chances and the hard times. Don't let nobody come and blow stuff up your behind, tell you nothing when it comes to your child. What you do is you go and get the heart of God where a situation is concerned. Because what he placed in you It is him that will walk you through it. It is him that will guide you. It's him that will tell you how to deal with it. You may have a strong will, child. I know our pastors, man, that that third son of theirs, ooh-wee, bless his heart, they they lost their first son. And then the second son was just, I mean, he was just such a, he was so, Remember, just he—he he was sweet. He, you know, low talking. He was just—he's—he's like that today, and he's in his thirties. He's still just that kind, sweet individual. But that last son, <laughs> woo, strong will, strong will, and it took our pastor to get to a place where she had to say, okay, Lord, you, you, you got to help me. And this with this child, cause he was a child. And like, cause she's like, I'm ready. I'm a hurt him. <laughs> like you got to help me. And God had to walk her through how to raise him up. Now today at 30 years old, he is a mighty man of God, a prophet of God, married children of his own phenomenal husband, phenomenal father. But God had to teach her how to walk with him because of the personality he had. Prophets aren't easy. You can you can tell a prophetic child. You really can. Because prophets, prophets have a hard way to go because there's something being built in them. And you got to hear from God how to train them up in the way that they should go. That's the word. And it's not just for prophets, but the word says to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart there from it. It doesn't say that he won't lose his mind for a little while and go out there and do his due. Okay. But if you put and instill the proper things into that child, that child will come round robin and come back. You know, that's what I know is going to happen with, with Tanya's daughter, you know, the youngest one. She, she's fighting. She's rebellion. She's rebellious. She's all these things right now. But as a little baby and on up, what was instilled in her was the word of God. So even though she's walking in her rebellion right now, God still has his hand upon her. 
and it's still carrying her and it's still covering her. And there will come a day where all of this madness will be used as a testimony and will allow her to go into places and witness and care for people that she could have never touched if she wasn't walking through what she's walking through right now. And the beauty of it is, is her mother, because of the things she has had to endure and have to walk out in the places she has been, she will be that one that will understand and will help even guide her at that point. So you see, nothing is for naught. God does not allow us to encounter things and to walk through things just to be doing it. He doesn't. There's purpose and reason for the things that we encounter and we walk through. And a lot of times we don't understand it. Even right today on this phone right now, where the two of us can can encourage you other mothers that are out there. You may be young mothers and, and have a rebellious child. You may be an older mother that has adult children, but you just don't know. You've thrown up your hands. You don't understand what they're walking through. Baby, just, just have faith. Just have faith. Know that God's going to bring it full circle. He is going to do what needs to be done to make sure that he gets the glory out of that child's life. It's not about you. And I wanted to do that today on Mother's Day because I first and foremost want to say you are appreciated. As I said at the top of the show, you are appreciated. Maybe somebody didn't give you flowers today. Maybe you didn't get candy today. Maybe you didn't get a happy Mother's Day. Maybe you're like Tanya and your children didn't call you. It does not matter. Know this that the call that God placed on your heart as a mother, he is saying, well done. He is saying, just keep loving them through. He is saying, let me use you to train my child. Because that technically is really what it's all about. You are being used of God to help steer and rear his child. You are just a steward. You didn't create that life. You were just called to carry that life. You were just called to speak into that life. You were called to be a a, a person to shape and to help mold that life. But you didn't create that life. That life was created in Christ. That life was created before the foundation of this earth earth was laid. And when we get to that place, if we recognize and understand that, that, that you the father or no one else can love that child the way God does, no matter what is going on, when we get to that place, then it's not that we don't worry about our children because we still have concern because they're, our, they're what we call our children, but we don't lose our mind about it. We recognize where that child came from. Daddy, you just just like you told Jeremiah, you knew my baby before he was formed in my womb. You knew my baby before she was a glint in my eye, before I had opportunity to hold her in my arms, before I knew her or his name. You knew them. You loved them. You called them forth. You just gave me the honor of carrying them. And being the canal in which you allow them to be birthed forth legally into this earth now. When we can get to that place, then we can get to a place of being the the spiritual mother that God has called. It's, It's one thing to be a natural mother, but to be a 
spiritual mother, it takes on a whole different connotation. And think about it. We are spirit beings living a natural life. So we want to be able to tap into that spirituality that is within us so that as we speak over our children and to our children and pray for our children and make declarations regarding their lives, that we are speaking forth only, only what Father has said about them what the purpose and the plans that father has for that child. See, that's the reality of motherhood. We've, some mothers, some mothers have taken the reality of motherhood to places that it should not go. We've taken it to places that it should not go. We have stood um, and decreed and declared whether or not that life should be within us. That's that's not our declaration. God created the life, so that's not your place. I know the big thing, and you know, it's my body, and yada yada. Who gave you that body? Let's get real with it. Who gave you that body? Same person that placed that life within that body, no matter how that life came about. So we get to a place where we have to trust Him, even in the hard times. Sometimes we have to trust them even before the child is born. Sometimes the enemy comes and and tries to tell you that that child will not form, that that child will not be birthed forth. And you have to stand on the word of God and say, listen, Father, if you put this life within me, then you have the ability to hold it and to keep it. So how do I handle this? And once that child gets born, Father, you know the road ahead of me. You know what I have and don't have in the physical and in the natural, but I trust you. So because I trust you, I know my child is not going to want for anything because my child was your child first. When we get to a place where we lock, we, we yield it all to him, and that's an easy place to get. Hear me now, okay? But we have to get there. We have to keep pressing into that to get to that place where we recognize and we realize that all in all, no matter what, it's all about God. It's all about him. It's all about trusting him. It's all about knowing that he will see your child through. I have a dear, dear, one of my closest friends here. And I, and we talk about this all the time, TC, and it's just like, you know, we've each went through our own difficulties in life and with our children and our children kind of parallel each other. We both had our children as teenagers and, and we're only a year apart in age. And so our children are right there, you know, in, in the same age realm and, you know, and the different things that we have walked out, but we all, we've had to get to a place of recognition that, you know what, daddy, you didn't let nobody kill me out there. And I was truly out in the midst and the thick of it. So if you can hold it and you can keep me, you can hold it and you can keep them. I had to stand on that with my grandson. You know, they, they both, and now they have both come full circle. They both recognize and understand the need for God in their life, for prayer in their life, for surrenderance to him in their life. But they walked out there and they were like out in the world, 14, 15 years old, out there feeling for themselves, not because they had to, but because that was a choice they made. So I said all of this to say, you know, to to encourage you not to be so hard on yourself, not to um, allow this day to depress you if you didn't get the call that you wanted, um, 
to understand the reality of motherhood is not it is not an easy chore, but it is feasible and possible strictly on the strength of God, I trust you. And I will allow you to lead me and guide me along this path called motherhood. So Tanya, we're down to four minutes. So I would just like for you just to minister to the people and encourage their hearts because truly, as I said, I needed you today because of the things that you have walked through with your own. And I, I know you have a word that God has given you to help those that are walking through difficult times right now as a mother. Tanya? Yes. Please forgive me. My phone kind of went out a little bit. No, okay. Please forgive me. I was trying to catch up with what you were saying. You know, sis, wow. I'm kind of just stunned about a little bit of everything about being a mother. It wasn't what I pictured and fashioned in my mind. I was born in that era where it was the Brady Bunch. Um, I Love Lucy and the -hmm. different shows, Leave the Beaver. And Mm -hmm. I thought in my mind that that's the way it was supposed to be. I got joy of watching those shows. I thought that maybe I was a little mischievous. I would do certain things, but my mom, my dad was supposed to work it out. And it didn't happen like that. And then I blamed myself. And then I, you know, you go through a full cycle. All I'm going to tell you right now is, is this, you know, I, I received first everything you said, Elder, and I speak it into existence as well. And I just feel like as parents, some of you out there is just single mothers, like you're saying, I was a mom and a dad at many points of my life. There was times I remember my oldest daughter, I got so sick one time, and I'm not exaggerating to you guys, she was three. She walked around the corner and went and got my grandmother and told her, come get me, because she thought I was dying. And she opened a can of soup for me and everything. And I still say that those are my angels that God gave me. I still say that that's that's who God gave me in charge over. So if they're not going to be in my life the way that I thought or I expected to be, then I'm going to continuously pray and keep on continuously believing and keep on continuously sowing good things in their lives because I know better now. And everything else, I have to put it aside. I too, Elder, and you know that. I waited until I got a little bit older to get into a mischievous type of lifestyle and the things that I felt like I wanted to do. But I know both of your children. I know your grandchildren. And I know my nephew, the one you're talking about, and he's still awesome and he has a beautiful spirit and a beautiful heart. And Mm -hmm. I, too, know it's going to be all right. See, things happen in our lives, and the enemy begins to be able to, he thinks he can speak lies over us with his father and the things that did happen and the things that were sown. But he's going to be all right, and I know that he will. Mm -hmm. And everything else out there, and I'm telling you guys out there right now, you don't know. Did I think I was going to have perfect children? Yes, I did. Did my mother put that, you going to have a child just like you was, curse on me? Yes, she did. Cool, my dear, too. <laughs> well, you know, my first one, you guys, and my second one, when my mom told me that, I had to call her on the phone and say, I really don't know what she was talking about. Because mm-hmm. my both of my daughters are awesome. But that third one, I had to call her up crying and saying, oh, God, please help me and forgive me for everything I've ever done to you. Because uh-uh. that last one gave it to me. But all I'm going to say to you is, it's all good. Stay hopeful. Please hear me. 
It's an everyday process. Mm-hmm. It's an everyday process. You got to keep your head up every day, even when you don't want to. Some kids out there, some kids, mine curse me out. I've had a couple, my, both of my daughters say not so nice things to me. But then I ain't going to tell you I'm a perfect mom neither. I'm probably saying some things myself. But let me say this to you. Still love them. Still mom. I still feel good about being me. And this is what my life. And this is what I have to add to them right now. And I just know that it's going to be even better. And they're going to be even more proud of me as a mom as it gets, as it gets later. So keep holding in there, everybody. Keep holding your head up for the those that are doing awesome. We commend you. We're happy for you. I'm happy for you. Man. Please hear me. I am crying for you out of joy. And I mean that. There was a time I didn't think I could say that. But for those that your kids are going, seem like they're going crazy, and they are all over the place, today is a man-made holiday. Don't get caught up. It's all called right. Mother's Day. This was mm-hmm. a man-made holiday. Every mm-hmm. day you exist, every day you live and you breathe, you're a mother. Whether yeah. they like you or not, or not. you're still mm-hmm. a mother. And if mm-hmm. you don't have any children and God didn't bless you with none, please hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. You should be doing a holy dance in the middle of the floor right now. You just <laughs> don't know. <laughs> and, you know, I tell people, you know, I hear people going through vitro and all kinds of things to have a baby. And I, and I don't mean no harm, you guys. And I know, uh, please hear me. I'm sure it's not easy. I say to them all the time, you ever think that God is trying to tell you maybe you don't need any kids? Maybe you should or do like Oprah and get some dogs. There's so many children out there that need moms already. You know, I mean, I thank and praise God for mine. Like, hi, you know, even late in life, but I needed a home, and they provided that for me. Yes, amen. Yes, and it's people doing it all the time now, sis. Mm -hmm. I know it's coming to the end of the show, you guys. I'm just praying life into your life today. Don't get caught up if you didn't get any flowers, any any chocolates, or a happy Mother's Day. Don't get caught up with that. But Mm -hmm. stay hopeful and love yourself and love God with all your heart and all your might. And don't Amen. lean into your own understanding of what it should look like. But in all of our ways, acknowledge him. And truly, and he please hear me, keep path. fighting. He will yes. direct your pathway. I love you guys, amen. and I love you, Sam. Amen, amen. Love you, too. So we pray that the rest of your day is awesomely blessed of God. We love you, love you, love you. We are out of time, but we will see you. Same God channel, same God time on next week. You have a blessed, blessed week in the Lord. God bless. God bless love love you guys. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Let's keep it Let's keep it real.